Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! We're still getting some submissions out on our favorite sports movies of the 21st century. I saw Miracle on the list. That's a a really good one, too. Mm -hmm. You can send those to us on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Alan Sliwa, at Travis Rogers. Uh, We got that covered. We're going to talk some NFL football coming up in just one sec. But you heard Chris say it there a second ago. We are going to do our picks against the spread coming up in a little bit more than an hour. And we have a listener that is going to participate every single week. Different listener every single week, but we're going to keep a cumulative listener total so you guys can try to beat me and Al. Starfish and Coffee is our initial listener participant to pick against us. You going to beat Starfish and Coffee, Al? Probably not. No, it sounds like uh, someone who knows what they're doing. And quick update on the Dodgers score. It's 1-0 St. Louis, top of the third right now. Cody Bellinger has batted once. He's batting mm-hmm. fifth today, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because um, it's justified. I think most teams are thinking, okay, fifth means you're going to hit with some guys on base quite a bit. What if we put a guy hitting 160 in that spot? Mm-hmm. Should we do that? Well, That's I what will Dave just point out uh, Dodgers have not scored, which means other guys are out as well. And you are going out of your way to target Cody Bellinger once again. No. Cody Bellinger is going out of his way to put himself in the bullseye by batting a buck 60, and he has had one at-bat today, and let me check. Oh, yep, struck out. Anybody else strike out? Yeah. I'm just but saying, no one else I, is I hitting. Why, why are you pretending that, that Trey Turner getting out quick, Gonsolin, is the same? Gonsolin put one in play. <laughs> <laughs> Bellinger struck out. The tra- tra- Trey Turner is going to strike out occasionally. Now Trey Turner got a double but, action but his first at-bat. But he's not hitting 160. I, you, that you are ignoring that the Dodgers have a one – like when he's going to bat eighth – I can kind of sort of live with it. I'm Why not, is he batting fifth? I'm not. Oh, no, you can't You can't ignore that. I don't have an answer for that. I have absolutely no answer for that. It's not about ignoring it. We talked about this yesterday that it, it, it's – the Dodgers got so many good players. Their biggest hole is a former MVP, and he is by far having – I think he has – listen, somebody's saying here over 250 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. He's got the second worst, I want to say, second worst average in baseball, something like this. I find I mean, that hard to believe because I can't imagine there's somebody worse. Okay, well, if there's somebody worse, then, uh, you know, that person can uh, can tweet us and let us know. But I, I, I say that because – Bellinger is now got this spotlight on him that will just not go away, especially if he's fifth in the order. He's batting 160, Al. He's batting 160. He's already struck out today. I already and, told you Gonsolin put he, one in play. He doesn't he, he doesn't have a hit in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's let, over let, at let least me, over let me 20 say or that 21. Again. He doesn't have a hit. It's not September 2nd. No. It's September 9th. Mm-hmm. Nine days of this month, and he is looking for his first hit, and he's played pretty much every day. I know. It's, He's had to, unfortunately. It's extraordinary. All right, so the Rams open up against the um, Chicago Bears Sunday night football, mm-hmm. by the way, pregame show with myself and Kirk Morrison starting at 3.30. We're going to be out and at SoFi for you as well. We'll be doing the half, and then immediately after the game, we're going to do the Coors Light postgame show from Hollywood Park Casino. So if you want to come out, Very which, nice. which you probably, you're going to be there. I'm, I'm already counting you. we got one person coming for sure. Are you just doing postgame from there or pre as well? Just post. Just post. Just post I'll be Hollywood there Park for Casino. pre as well, just kind of waiting <laughs> and hanging out, up. listening on the app. Getting a good seat. Yes. 
they're going to win that division, right? Because you look at the other three teams in it, and all three of those other teams have major, major question, question marks. Yep. Right. The, the Rams and w- Matthew Stafford has he's tied with Lamar Jackson for the fourth best odds to win the MVP in the league. Mm. Okay. That I don't think Matthew Stafford has ever been on the short list of MVP candidates in his time in Detroit. One trade, bam, he's in the. That's top what happens. Five. You start playing for a contender. Nobody's going to pay attention to you, and and. Now your actual talent will not only be on display, you could be the difference of not only you know winning the division but winning a Super Bowl. Here's on the Mahomes is number one. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is number two. He won it last year. Mahomes won it the year before. Lamar Jackson is tied with Stafford at number four. four. Lamar yep. Jackson, former MVP. And mm-hmm. then there's Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills, who are expected to do really big things this sure. year. So he's sure. on a, a really short list. I don't even think he has to be an MVP. He just has to be pretty good. He needs to be better than Jared Goff. He needs to be Matthew Stafford that we've seen in Detroit for years and years with fewer interceptions, which I think will happen naturally because they're not chasing points at the end of games. He doesn't need to go out there and throw for 10,000 yards and 85 touchdowns. He just needs to be a good player. I don't need MVP Stafford. I need rock-solid Stafford. You know who needs MVP Stafford? Sean McVay and Les Snead. You know, I, I think this is more on – I don't think Stafford's going to walk into this season. I'm not saying that the pressure is not going to be there because people are going to look at his 12-year career and they're going to say, well, you were with the Detroit Lions. How many playoff appearances did you have? How many playoff wins did you have? People can look at his resume. It's going to change, obviously, here in Los Angeles. But I, I don't think there's a ton of pressure on Stafford. I think you said something that was interesting. He doesn't have to be MVP. He doesn't have to be going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. But he's got to be – an elite quarterback in the league that is so obviously better than what they had before. This can't be one of those predicaments or situations where you're looking at it and saying, well, um, Stafford's making similar mistakes that Jared Goff's making. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I also don't think this is just a flip over the page. Uh, Stafford just has to be an okay quarterback. He's going to have to be elite as well to an extent. He doesn't have to be MVP. Elite. I like the word elite. I I, I don't think he does. I, I really don't. Look, if he is, where where are we where are we going? Then what? But we're going to have a parade. We're going to all go throw a party. But isn't if, that kind of the whole point? The whole point was. I, I, see, that's what I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think the point is we need to get better at the most important position on the field. Okay, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to outperform Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. He just needs to outperform Jared Goff, right? And and I'm, that's a, not a good a, comp because that's such a that that's barometer. What it is. But think of the barometer. I, you I just understand said. what you're saying, and I understand why that's going. Well, that's it. Kinda, yeah. It it's not the Rams ran the race last year with Jared Goff, okay, running the anchor leg, and he got them to the final eight teams in the league. And and without question, there's nobody that watched the Rams closely or even casually for that matter that watched the Rams and said, you know what, Jared Goff's not the problem. That did, it was obvious. So if you remove that but all and we, put in something, mm-hmm. you don't need to get a guy that's going to be the best quarterback in the league. I need a guy that doesn't throw it to the wrong team, that allows Sean McVay to be himself and call the plays that he wants to play, and that can make something happen when blank happens, right? That's Jared Goff's biggest weakness was, hey, um, this guy missed a block or this guy was covered. I'm look, he's my number one read. It's not there. Now what? Well what the now what was always a sack or a fumble or both. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's tough for me to comprehend. You don't need to be and you're listing the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be better than 
the exact person that you said and Sean McVay has indirectly said and every other Rams fan has indirectly said and Peter King in his you know piece on Sports Illustrated said you you can't just kind of compare well you just got to be better than that I, I I don't think you have to just be better than that because if you're going to win a Super Bowl this year um, you might have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You might have to go through Aaron Rodgers once again in the NFC to get there, whatever the case is. Uh-huh. That level, been- but that level that you're talking about, he's got to be, yes, Matt Stafford, and a little bit, if Matt Stafford has his best season that he's ever had in the NFL, if he's had his best season, uh-huh. then you got a really good chance of getting back to the Super Bowl. What you can't have happen is Matt Stafford is just better than Jared Goff. That doesn't that doesn't sound hyped up I, enough. You're right. You're you're 100 it doesn't sound hyped up enough, but it's true. That's the difference. I I don't every week we go into that post game show, me and Kirk, and we're looking at each other like how do we pretend it wasn't Jared Goff again because it was? Hmm. How how do you pretend that this isn't happening when it's so painfully obvious? The reason I go back to that Miami game, which was kind of the low watermark for him. Two fumbles, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, my goodness, my goodness. Because here, here's here's the opposite of that. Go to the NFC Divisional Playoff game when they're playing the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. The t- cold weather was Jared Groff's kryptonite, okay, for all the reasons that we've talked about. He has a broken thumb. He has pins in his thumb. He can, can barely grip the football. If Aaron Donald's not hurt, Rams might win that game. You know why? Because Jared Goff just kept the trains running on time. He just handed it off to Cam Akers. He'd complete a short pass here or there. He didn't do anything extraordinary. The reason they lost is because they couldn't stop anybody because Aaron Donald was hurt. If Aaron Donald's right, because you got a glimpse of how good that team was with just mediocre quarterback. I'm not saying he needs to be mediocre. I'm saying he just needs to be good. MVP, he can finish in the top no, 20. No, MVP, fine. it doesn't matter. I, I don't think that conversation is – but you just said something. You're not saying he needs to be mediocre, but I feel like you were setting it up as he needs to be mediocre. No, no he's got to be a good quarterback. He's got to be good. He's got to be a good quarterback. And, you know, for how much hype has been thrown towards this upcoming season, I don't think Stafford has a ton of pressure. Like I said, this is on McVay. This mm-hmm. is on Les Snead. They're the ones that. that, you know, obviously orchestrated this, have kind of pointed the finger, continued to point kind the of. finger at Jared Goff, right, <laughs> without yeah. indirectly saying it. Um, but with all that being said, got to be a good quarterback. And if he is, this squad is stacked enough that that could be the difference of getting back to the Super Bowl. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Go Trey Turner. Just drove in a run. Dodgers and cards tied at one. Top of the third inning. Dodgers have a couple of guys on. So the other quarterback here in town, Justin Herbert, also getting a lot of love yeah. for potential MVP runs, for being the guy that – look, he, he went from high draft pick, and by the way, this, this is something – that doesn't get nearly enough credit. Mm-hmm. Luck. Just blind-ass luck. Okay? The Miami Dolphins took Tua. picked five. The Chargers are sitting at six. 100%. And they're going to get whoever Miami doesn't take. Yep. Well, Miami got it wrong. Mm-hmm. They got it wrong. Tua, they, he's already on the block, right? They're already thinking about trading him. Hmm. Justin Herbert's being talked about as an MVP candidate and saving a franchise, yep. or maybe not even saving, but trying to build a franchise in a town that's kind of indifferent towards their presence. Well, it's interesting, too, because I remember when that draft was going down, the conversation was, no, you got to take Tua. Why do you got to take Tua? You need somebody that L.A. can say, hey, there's the star. That's the 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 star quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. People will follow because you have a star quarterback. 
Justin Herbert obviously falls in their lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember even part of the conversation before Cam Newton ended up going to the Patriots. There was chatter about should Cam Jordan the, the, join the Chargers? For sure. Listen, I, I don't know how much it's going to change things. And and here's here's the reality, Trav. You're talking to somebody who is not a. I I've said this before. I'm I'm a anti Chargers fan. Go ahead, set <laughs> set the table up. I, I'm just I'm not set listening to what you're talking right now. The, uh, they're, they're, Let are, them know what there you're are people at. on base, like every base. Mm-hmm. There are two outs, and a certain 160 hitter is at the plate. Now would be a very good time to get hot. Let's just put it that way. All right, base Go is ahead. loaded. One one. <laughs> Dodgers in St. Louis. Yeah. Bellinger up with two outs, yeah, and cool. he's already struck out. And he's out. And he flies out on the first pitch. To, to be fair, that would have been out of a little league park. That 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 would, that would have been on way a ball out, that was shoulder high. Way if he was playing at Laguna Niguel Little League right now, yeah. that's up the hillside. That is why he's fifth in the order. Do you want to say that there were other guys that got out? Do you, no. do, do you want to say right that, now? By I the don't. way, now he's not bad. Actually, you know who I anymore? blame that on? You know who I blame that on Justin Turner for walking. <laughs> that's who I blame it on. You swing at that three-one pitch. To be fair, he's not batting one sixty anymore. He's probably down 159. 159. Yeah, 159. So we're in the 150s, guys. Just just saying that the Dodgers, in the middle of a pennant race, have a guy hitting 159, batting fifth. Okay. Just, you're, just you're the, feel like that needs to be said out loud. Listen, you're the clear-cut baseball guy. Why is he batting fifth? I don't know, Alan. I don't know, and it bothers me. Does it go back to the Dave Roberts thing we were saying a couple days ago where things happen, and I'm saying you just keep finding a way to point a finger at Dave Roberts, and this would be one of those moments? I I, I don't know. You're, now you're bothering me. Now, now, now you're putting me in a situation where I, I don't know, and it's infuriating, and it's deeply, deeply upsetting. One, five, nine. Bases loaded, pop up to the right fielder. Okay, just let's do this when we come back. we got to finish this Justin it, Herbert it, conversation. Fine. And I'll tell you, this is this is what I'm hoping for from from you to help me understand. If Herbert has one of those seasons, the dude was a baller. Can he hit? Year. Can he play right field? He can. Can, can he do yep. something? I don't care if he's a good passer or a good. Would you rather? Can, can he okay, play how about this? Field? How about this? Would you rather complain about Bellinger coming back? Because we could do that no, too. Which no. one would you rather do? Let's do Kuzma and his tenure. We just said Justin Herbert. Eh, whatever. I'm, Bellinger has ruined everything. He's ruined the entire segment. All right, when we come back, we'll talk uh, some Justin Herbert, what he can do for the Chargers, and if there's – can he have any type of performance that changes the perception of the Chargers here in L.A.? If he's a star quarterback, does that kind of change anything? We'll do that coming up next, and, of course, I'm going to bring up Cody Bellinger for Travis. Stay right here. Travis Locked. and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. No, no, no. Put that down. I have, Al, what in the world is going on? Let it off your chest. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. The, the last couple of days, you've been, oh, you're always looking for a reason that Dave is doing this. Can I explain to you what's happening right now? 
Okay, can do you I- have to do that impersonation? Can can you have not just gone straight to your point? <laughs> no, I'll honestly, let it out because this is this is interesting. We just said before the inning <sighs> ended, Bellinger was up with the bases loaded, two outs, batting first fifth. pitch. It's a ball, shoulder high, flies out, pop inning up. over. Okay, go through. Fly out is too generous. It was a pop up to right field. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are trailing the San Francisco Giants by two games. Okay, with twenty two games to go, with time is running out. It's not over, but you can see it from here, okay? They have a lineup today. Never mind that Cody Bellinger, who's batting 150 freaking nine, is batting fifth. Today's lineup, no Will Smith. Today's lineup, no Corey Seager. Today's lineup, no Chris Taylor. What are we doing? I get it. Guys need days off. Guys need to be rested. Corey Seager's dealing with an injury. Will Smith's a catcher. He needs some time, you know, day game after a night game. I get it. I get that there there are explanations for all of this stuff. Chris Taylor, you know, needs a day, whatever. He's been a little cold lately. Okay, fine. You're down two games. The Giants don't play today. You have a chance to make up a little ground. You can get a half game today if you go out and win. No Smith, no Seager, no Taylor. And Bellinger Bellinger batting fifth. Fifth, and I, I looked at the lineup, and you can't really say the guys that are hitting behind him are Steven Souza Jr., who's you know whatever. You've got Austin Barnes, the backup catcher, whatever, and you've got the pitcher, and you've got Billy McKinney, who's kind of a utility guy. Their lineup. I mean, Al, take me through this. Well, you lose, you lose this afternoon, this morning's game. You're three games back in the loss column, three games back in the loss column. So that's this is not one of those. <laughs> This is it, right? Like time is up, and and you know you're gonna have you're set up against the Padres over the next three days. We talked about this. Urias, yep, Bueller, yep, and Scherzer. Those okay. are your next three. By the way, Monday, Kershaw's back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're starting to get your your weapons back. The problem is it doesn't really matter what you're doing because the Giants keep freaking winning. With that in mind, and listen, maybe the Dodgers look, come look. out and they win this game four so. to one, but. When I kind of try to defend Dave Roberts and say, why do you always try to find something? It seems like there's something to point at. This will not help my at argument. At some point, resting guys and taking the idea, I get it. If you had a five-game lead, sure, sure. Even if you were up two games. And and let's say the Dodgers are in the exact same position, but just flip it. They're up two instead of down two. And you're saying, you know what, Giants aren't playing today. Today's the day to, to let some guys go in there and do some things. To give a day where Will Smith isn't behind the plate. To give Chris Taylor, who basically plays every single day, a day off. To give Corey Seager, who you know missed half the year because of an injury, give him a little time. O- okay, all of them at the same time? All of them on the same day? What? Cody, why doesn't Cody Bellinger get a day off? <laughs> why doesn't Cody Bellinger have a time to you know take it easy, get a load off? What, when does, when's his day off? I... I- Genuinely have no answer for you. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. It bothers me. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Justin Herbert could win an MVP, and I think it would be one of those, oh, yeah, cool. Um, when do the Raiders play? I just don't think that that, that whatever he's, he's able to put together can, can is going to move the needle Can I tell you something? And this is somebody that I've said it before. You know, Obviously, I'm not a fan of the Chargers leaving San Diego. Okay, So I'm not rooting for the Chargers to have success on the field. But can I say that he's he's an interesting one because let let's 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 take the the seniority in LA when it comes to football. It's different. And let me kind of explain what I mean here. 
the Dodgers will always be so far ahead of any other conversation when it comes to baseball. Sure. The Lakers will always be so far ahead of any conversation when it comes to basketball. I think the NFL is different in L.A., right? Yes, there's a lot of Rams fans. I think there's an overwhelmingly um, large, obviously, contingent of Raider fans. I don't think there are many Rams, or I don't think there's many Charger fans at all. And you and I have had, had this conversation. There's a pocket, but it's I, small. I don't know the angle for the Chargers. I, I don't know what they're going to have. Justin Herbert came in his rookie year last season and was fantastic. What if you have this young kid who comes in and is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Chargers start winning some games, but more importantly, people want to go see Justin Herbert play, that they go to SoFi Stadium not just because the stadium's there. Who's this young star Mm -hmm. that I got a chance to go look at, and Mm -hmm. and maybe he's doing some damage? He's an interesting one. I'm not telling you that he's going to you know, change any scope here. Nobody's going to all of a sudden was a Rams fan is going to become a Chargers fan. I'm not saying that. But the one thing that we know in the NBA – and really the NFL, it's more about the team and the sport, but stars sell. I'm I'm curious how this season plays out for him and if it changes the scope at all in L.A. I, I think what it'll do, it'll do something similar to what Shohei Otani has done, which is he'll create some Justin Herbert fans the way that Shohei Otani has created Shohei Otani fans. I Look, people in this town love Shohei Otani. He's he's a popular player in this town. People are they know him. They're excited for him. They Dodger, root for him. Dodger or Angel, right? right? Like I don't think there's Dodger fans watching Otani say, "I want to see that I guy lose." I think there are baseball fans in this city, Dodger fans, mm-hmm. that are excited for Otani mm-hmm. because it's just such an extraordinary story. Yeah, I, I I think that no people have been converted into Angel fans because of it. They've been turned into Otani fans because the Angels aren't very good. The Chargers are in a similar situation. That Justin Herbert can go light at it. Look, Justin Herbert was put in a really difficult situation. Tyrod Taylor has some guy puncture his lung three minutes before the season starts. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, uh, okay, Herbert, you're in. It looked like he'd been out there his whole life. He was great. And and I think that bodes really well for what's coming up. But it's really hard when you're the B team to really pop through as a team. Individuals, sure. An individual can pop through and become a popular person in the town, right? I think that had Philip, let's let's say in, a, in an alternate universe, the Chargers are here for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers would have been popular here because he's really good. Antonio Gates would have been popular here because he's really good. But in that universe. Is Kawhi that popular here? He, yeah, I mean, Is yeah. Paul George that popular yeah, here? Yeah, but he ain't are they? on. He's not Anthony Davis. But, uh, you know, I mean, when you say, yeah, are they that popular? They're, I think you have a larger contingency here in L.A. that want to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard not have success wearing a Clippers jersey than you do of guys looking at individual greatness and saying, wow, these guys are really good. I'm going to cheer for them. I think there are probably more fans of those guys that you just mentioned outside of the city than in it. Like, if you added up all the Kawhi Leonard fans, mm-hmm. there's probably a healthy chunk in Coming San Antonio. San Antonio there's Toronto. a healthy chunk in <laughs> Toronto. There's probably just NBA fans scattered across the country. Mm-hmm. And then you added them all together, and then you throw in the L.A. people. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. And I think that's how it'll go with Justin uh, Herbert. Mm-hmm. That Justin Herbert's really good. Now, I will say this. I think that that and nothing that he's done, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But this is set up for a problem. That hey, he's it's his second year in the league. Let's let's be a little cautious about calling a second year guy an MVP. No Can question it happen? about it. Sure, mm-hmm. Mahomes did it. He, he did it. it, it but it's you, but, but there is a hype coming right now to him after his rookie year. That you're right. If he has an average season, it's going to be a disappointing season. If he's a second year quarterback in the league and has an average year, 
it will be considered a disappointment. Kind of our expectations were too high. Cody's giving me a headache. It's, I, I, yeah, I know you look. You look I'm really frustrated. struggling. We were we we were <laughs> sitting here trying to talk about. There's certain conversations we have off the air, and all you were telling me was Bellinger, and you had your hand over your head. Yeah, well, that it, was me this morning. Here, here he comes. Here he comes. Pop up. Oh, great. Yeah. Nine, 159. Hollywood and Pat calling in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What's going on, Pat? You're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, I think Jared Goff's probably going to have a better year than Matthew Stafford. Um, <laughs> I, I know that sounds crazy, but um, Matthew Stafford, he never had a run. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, mm-hmm. and uh, he never had a run game, and they tried every running back in town, and it still just never worked. And with Cam Akers going down, I, I mean – uh, are the Rams going to have a running game to sustain his one-dimensional style of gunslinging? Okay, I don't know. It, it, it's a fair question. Thank you, Pat. Um, the first of all, I'm glad that you said that you're a Detroit Lions fan, and your opinion of Matt Stafford carries water with me. I'll, I'll listen to you. If you've watched him play for of the course. last several years, I want to hear what you have to say about mm-hmm. him and the gunslinging thing. Cool. What I would offer back at you, Pat, is maybe because you're a Lions fan, you haven't watched Jared Goff play. I'm telling you right now, whatever Matt Stafford is, it's better than what Jared Goff was. Mm-hmm. It, because there, there's Jared Goff was at the in the bottom handful of quarterbacks in the NFL. Matt Stafford is not. So that's an upgrade right there. As far as the running game goes, I think they're going to be fine. I think that's the one position in the league, Al, where you can just have a guy, sure. as long as he's capable yeah as long as daryl henderson's capable sony michelle is capable there you lose your quarterback it's so much different losing your running back it's a wrap you Mm -hmm. can find a running back you can put in even a rookie or two and make it work but the rest of that stuff the the quarterback turns it over a couple of times a game you're 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 cooked and that's what matt stafford has to avoid what time you get in there tomorrow where to uh black gold gold i'm an early riser okay um I'll be there by seven. What's our game plan? I don't even know our game plan. We're on at nine fifty-five. That's all you, you really just get need there to know. in the morning. Have your Shirley Temple. Have my Shirley Temple. <laughs> nine fifty-five. Yeah. Wear a shirt that I don't know what it's going to look like, but we have to wear it. <laughs> Sunday swagger. And then uh, and then take it from there. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly what we need to do. Can I can I throw this out there? Uh huh. Um, we got Factor Cap coming up next. Yes. But we still haven't talked about Kyle Kuzma. So mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, he was on, I don't know if he was on the podcast with Gilbert Arenas yesterday. It was the day before his No Chill podcast. I thought he had some interesting comments about the Lakers, the organization, and uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, did we put Kuzma on this pedestal that we thought he was going to be a certain player and it was just unrealistic expectations? We'll do that at 11.45, but coming up next, uh, coming Factor up next, cap. Factor Cap. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeve with 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dodgers and Cards still at one slee, and I just went and vented to Bergman all over again during the break. What'd he say? He's as mad as I am. Mm. 159, Bergman. So he had no reasoning, <laughs> nothing to help justify. No. It's unjustifiable. Mm-hmm. It, that, that's the problem. There's not a, hey, Trav, Trav, Trav. Remember, remember the other day when yeah. I was super frustrated? You're trying he, to figure out why, why Pools didn't, didn't go in that spot. That, so and you I, did 45 minutes of recon. research yeah. journalism that I've never seen before. <laughs> You probably won't ever see it again either. <laughs> but this is one of these – I get it. Each one of those men need a day off. Okay, all on the last – all on the same day, when you're trailing the Giants by two games with 22 to go, it is it is indefensible to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. We ready for factor cap, guys? Because I want to say, that's cap, Dad. Up first, the Clippers will win a title before USC makes the college football playoff. Oof. Travis, is this factor cap? That's a great question. Ah, Al, cover your ears. That's a fact. I think that's a fact. I think that the literally have headphones on. How am I? How do I cover my? Put your fingers in. Put your elbows in your ear. Right? Your grandma tell you never put anything bigger than your elbow in your ear, uh, or smaller than your. I don't know what she used to say. No, they're far closer to cracking that puzzle than USC is you know I'm a, I'm a USC football fan and I hold them in very high regard for their tradition and what they do but they're nowhere near a championship quality team the Clippers are pretty close actually so I hate to say it too but yeah. it is a fact yeah the fact is Steve Ballmer is the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers he will go to every possible resource use every possible resource to try to make it happen they already mm-hmm. have Kawhi and Paul George they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year when Kawhi got injured granted other teams were injured they are that much closer. And what has USC shown to make you think that they're going to be in a college football playoff anytime soon? So it's not it's not plug your ears, Allen. It's the reality that Clippers are much closer than USC would be. All right, next one might be also hard, too. Kershaw will not come back to the Dodgers next season. Allen, is this factor cap? Kershaw not coming back to the Dodgers. Actually, I think this one's a little bit easier for me. I think this is uh, I think this is cap. I, I think I would be much more surprised that Clayton Kershaw is not a part of the Dodgers next season than I would be if he went somewhere else. Right. So um, if he comes back, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, Kershaw's back. Dude continues to kind of build off his career. I don't know how much this World Series run will influence it, but here's the reality: he got his World Series. There's nothing you could really say about Clayton Kershaw anymore. There's a ton of pressure that's off of him. Oh, by the way, how many different pitchers do you have now? Not everything's on his shoulders. I, I could see Kershaw coming back. I'd be more surprised if he's not on the Dodgers next season. It's cap because of a couple of things you said. I want to throw this one in there, too. The only other rumors you would ever hear about Clayton Kershaw is he'd want to go home and pitch for the Rangers because he's from the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. That was the destination for him. The Rangers are terrible. Okay, And because he won that World Series, there's no more of this, I can't do this anymore. This feels like it's never going to happen for me here. I just need to go somewhere else. I'm near the end of my career. Let me just go home towards the Texas Rangers and pitch on a bad team for a season or two. 
I think that Clayton Kershaw is one of the very last guys that we're going to see spend his entire career mm. in one uniform. And I think the only reason I can say that comfortably is because they won the World Series and he had an incredible piece of ownership in it. Mm -hmm. He not only was there, he performed at a very, very high level. I think that kind of cemented he, Clayton Kershaw will stay a Dodger for as long as he wants to be a Dodger. And I can't imagine him wanting to leave a situation as good as this one after all of these years and at least one championship, maybe another one's coming this year to go play for a bad team somewhere else. He's made nearly $250 million. He's, he's not going to make a money And I don't play. think it's going to drive him anyways. No. Yeah, the money no, won't, that's won't, won't be a big part of it. It is surprising that the Cowboys are the most valuable sports franchise in the world. Alan, is this fact or fact? Fact. No question about it, fact for me. I am surprised. Listen, I, I just think, you know, naturally you're going to think right out the gate. You're going to say, okay, what are the top markets in the country? Dallas is not top three, right? It's L.A., New York, Chicago. Um, so I, I think this, the mere fact that it's not in the largest market, that's one part to do with it. The other part of it as well is just think about franchises across the world. Those freaking soccer teams. When they go, when it's Manchester United or it's, um, you know, just kind of go down the list. Barca. What's that? Barca. Barcelona, yeah. right? Juventus, who they eventually got um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Messi just went to, Fran or to Paris. So I, I say that because soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Sure. And as big as football is, and we know it obviously runs the states here, that, that, that is a surprise that Dallas is the Cowboys are the most uh, valuable. Yeah, they're the most valuable franchise in the world is surprising, but I, I am not surprised. I think it's, it's cap. I, I'm not surprised by it at all because, look, Jerry Jones is a dreadful general manager. Right, and he's a dreadful hirer of coaches. That mm -hmm. he left Jason Garrett there for a million years, despite the fact that they were never very good. Because he can still control the team. Exactly. And, yeah. He went and got Mike McCarthy. Who's, he doesn't want to bring somebody no. in that's going to challenge him and tell him no. It's going to be the story, mm -hmm. right? Why do you think Jimmy Johnson's on TV? Mm -hmm. It's because Jimmy Johnson got the credit for the Cowboys winning those Super Bowls, and he should have because he was the reason, along with the players, that they won the Super Bowl. All of those things about Jerry Jones are true. Here's what's also true about Jerry Jones. He's brilliant. He is a brilliant man when it comes to how to make a buck, how to market, how to position himself and his team to become the most valuable franchise in sports. So, no. Do I want him running my team? Absolutely not. Do I want him trying to earn money for me? Absolutely yes. I have one last one. Bellinger? I'm no. just checking. I'm just okay. checking. She, it's up to her. It's her game. I have one last one, and it makes me uh, It's close to my heart. Aaron Rodgers is the most hateable player Ooh. in the NFL. Travis, Emily? factor cat. That's the first time I've heard Emily go to the H word. Yeah, yeah, Eight. she wasn't, she wasn't listening like around. Do yeah. more of that, Emily. I'm enjoying hateable Emily Aaron Rodgers stuff. This is good. Um, no, that's Cap. He's not the most hateable player in the league. He's the most... Bizarre. He's the most needy. He's the most sensitive. But I don't know if he's the most hateable. He's he's a weird dude because he is the best quarterback in this league, has been for a while, just won the MVP, and yet got his feelings hurt because the general manager didn't call him to tell him that he was pretty before the draft. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a really weird dynamic with that guy. Now, should the Packers have called him and told him he was pretty? Yes. <laughs> but they didn't, and that he went and did what he did is is bizarre. But I don't. I find him annoying. I don't find him hateable. It's funny, you know, when he had when he came in, 
training camp and did that presser. It was something else. And answered it like he was a general manager, like he was running the organization. I can't tell you how much more I liked Aaron Rodgers after that. I love that he addressed every single thing there. So I, I actually, it's capped for me as well. And I say that because I gained a lot of respect for him. Trav, he stood there in front of a microphone. He told everybody this is how it all went down. By the way, I don't even know what the Packers are doing. What? How far did the Packers get last season? NFC Championship game. What? Are, what? Why is it a conversation of we want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I don't. <laughs> it was a really bad play. I don't understand. And what they've done is they have. It seems like that franchise has dug the front office has dug their foot even deeper. And um, instead of you know some type of an apology or figuring out, hey, this is not the right thing to do. They haven't done that. I don't look at Aaron Rodgers as um, somebody that I watch the NFL and say that's a hated player. I that's must watch TV for me. If the Packers are playing, I'm watching Aaron Rodgers. I loved him in his presser as well. Yeah, no, he's he's the smartest guy in the room, but he wants you to know that he is, and he wants to be told that he is. And mm-hmm. if you don't tell him that he is, he's going to hold that. He's he's a strange guy. Funches but. does that to us. <laughs> All the time. Every time. All Every time. day. No, he liked draft day. He can't be the smartest guy in the room if he liked draft day. That's that's simply Don't not listen to him. Work. Don't listen to him, Funches. You know who I like? The opposite of hateable? Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma kind of handled a did tricky something, situation. Did something happen with Kuz where because he's no longer a Laker, all of a sudden he's, uh, he's a fan of yours? No. I think what happened was he knows what it means to be a Laker. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain what I mean by that coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. So on a scale of Mason, who has never played golf. So to, what, what do you mean never played golf? Like he's for, never played 18? He, I know he's been taking lessons. I, what, I, know he's, I know he's been taking lessons, yeah. but he's never played 18? I don't believe he has. I think this is his. I know he's played because he's played some holes here and there, and because mm-hmm. I know that he's done it for the station. But I don't think he's ever oh, yeah, played right. a round of golf. Mm-hmm. So if, if Mason is at one end of the spectrum, and I am an avid golfer, I play frequently and yeah. enjoy it. Where are you, Alan Sliwa, on that spectrum? If Mason's a one and I'm a ten, what are we talking about? Is Mason on the left and you're on the right? Yes. So I'd say center left. <laughs> okay. I'm center left. So just below. Five. What are you like talking four and politics and a half? here? <laughs> yeah, you're, that my, you're, my political view? No, I'm just curious. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm tomorrow... saying I'm center left, as in um, I'm below average. Okay. Not, not necessarily in, in ability. I'm just talking in enthusiasm. Are you into it? Golf is a fun sport, and every time I'm golfing, I say, why don't I just do this more? I got to do this more. Be- and then I find myself going six months without golfing. Because the reason I ask is Key is going to join us tomorrow morning. He's going to sit in with, with you and I for a little while after mm-hmm. he hits his ceremonial tee shot to open up the tournament. At he hole hit, number 10. At hole number 10, about 155, 60 yards down the hill over water, par three. Um, Brian Souk, Joe Riley, just amazing guys setting that golf course up with the way that they do. Okay. If they're there watching you, and Key's there, and I'm there, and we said, hey, here's a club, go hit a ball off this 10th tee, could you do it? Could you hit the green if I gave you 10 tries? Oh, yeah, 10 tries, yeah. Yeah? Five tries? No, it's getting more interesting. <laughs> it's getting more interesting. Okay. Well, maybe we make it like six. Like, we, we have breaks, Slow. Here's the thing. Breaks. Here's the we thing. got chances. There's going to be times I get over the water. There's going to be plenty of times I'm in the water. The question is going to be, am I going far off left? Am I going far off right? That's going to be the question. Or am I just literally hitting the ball in front of uh, to the white tees or to the... 
I'll bring my clubs. You can be ready to go. We'll, we'll figure these things out. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So yesterday, uh, you had some sound with Kyle Kuzma on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Yeah, he does a podcast, No Chill Podcast, the podcast. Gil's an interesting dude. Gil, oh, yeah. Gil is a really interesting dude. Local guy. He's from L.A. Um Anyway, I want, let, let's listen to this because I really like how Kyle Kuzma was answering the question about his exit from here in Los Angeles. It was, you know, family from the jump. And even leaving, it was still family. You know, you know getting texts, calls from, you know, Jeannie or Rob or equipment managers or people that just worked the front gate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, everyone is like, you know, you know, hope you have a successful career. You're doing this, you're doing that. And, um, yeah, no, no bitterness, no nothing for sure. You know, I've always been a fan of his, not not necessarily of his game, but Al, I I believe in my heart that there's there are two types of NBA players. Those that understand what it means to be a member of the Lakers okay. and those that do not. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Kuzma is very clearly in that first group. That being a Laker was important to him. That he understood that what comes along with it, that the celebrity factor, the 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 added attention. Look, Kyle Kuzma was a late round, not a late round draft pick, a late first number twenty seven, and there wasn't too much, almost you know, none, mm-hmm. almost. I remember when in the summer league, because the same year Lonzo came in, and everybody's super excited about Lonzo, and it's like and Kyle Kuzma went out there and tore up the summer league, went off in the summer, league. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, wait, Utah, real, okay, cool, mm-hmm. let's see what this guy. They played really well. And then when they emptied the cupboard to go get Anthony Davis, he was the one piece that stayed behind. And he wore it really well. Did he play really well? Not all the time. Sometimes yes, more often than not, no. But I dig that guy's deal, that he understood what it meant to be. He wasn't bitter when he left. It's not with, oh, they'll see what they do without me. It's those people are family to me. No bitterness at all. That's that's what you're looking for with a guy on the Lakers, somebody that understands how special of an organization it is and that you want to be a part of it. Listen, I I think they did him right as well. I agree. So I I think there's part of this. Think about Kyle Kuzma. He's 25 years old. You know what Kuz already has under his his belt, Trav? He's got an NBA championship. He's got four years of experience. He played with LeBron. He played with Rondo. He played with Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. He was part of an organization that, um, you know – promoted him, made him so popular. I remember doing this one time. This was maybe a year ago. Kuzma has more followers than some of the top politicians in the world. Like <laughs> Kyle Kuzma does. Yeah. A guy that's the fifth, sixth best player on your roster, your team with the Lakers. He's going to make three years, $39 million. I-, I think Kuzma was also done right by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there is something. Kuzma did understand his role. You know what Kuzma wasn't? I don't think Kuzma stayed with the Lakers because that's the one guy that they want to keep. I think the Pelicans wanted Lonzo Ball. They wanted Brandon Ingram. They wanted a, the number four draft pick, and they wanted Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. That, this is my assumption. But what Kuzma did when he stayed here, Kuzma understood. It's not about how many shots I take. It's not about me trying to jack up threes. It's not about me showing my offensive capabilities. For Kyle Kuzma, he understood. If I'm going to be on this roster with the Los Angeles Lakers when we have a chance to win an NBA championship, I got to do what they tell me to do. And he did that. And now let me also add this. He had a couple disappointing years in the sense that he built himself up. We built him up. Kuzma averaged almost 17 points his rookie year, 18-plus points in his second year in the NBA. So now we're building him up as LeBron, Anthony Davis, 
Kyle Kuzma as the third guy. He, That's our fault. He needed the uh, Gilligan's Island treatment. Okay, Wait, remember at the beginning of the Gilligan's Island run was they'd sing the song, and then at the end of the song is the Professor Anne, Mary Ann, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the first couple of seasons it was and the rest. They didn't even get mentioned. The Professor and Mary Ann got hosed. They didn't get to add into any of these things. That's what it, ne- it needed to be: LeBron James and AD and the rest. They don't need to say LeBron James, AD, and Kyle Kuzma. He needed to be and we, the rest. We didn't. I, Kyle Kuzma. Pretty happy with le- that. You're not giving that nearly enough respect. No, cause I, I don't know if I fully understand <laughs> it, but uh, Kyle Kuzma didn't walk out and so say, "I'm Gilligan's the third Island, there best." There was the player. professor. There was the skipper. There was there was um, Gilligan, of course. Uh-huh. And then you had the Howls. Yeah. Right. And all of them would get mentioned by name at the beginning of the show. And you're saying that Kuzma technically was getting named in the beginning of the show when he shouldn't have been named. Exactly. Got it. Gilligan, Mm -hmm. the skipper to the millionaire and his wife, the movie star. And then it went, and the rest. That's where Kuzma Kuzma should have been. Not the professor and Marianne. That's the point. Do Do you got it now? Now, not only do I understand it, I almost got too much of it. I almost got too much of it. I'm here to help. I'm here to make things easier for you. What do you think he does in Washington? You think he? You think he? I I, I got to ask. I don't think I, he's a great player. I think he's a good player. I got to ask this question. Um, got to ask this question last week. Why did week. the Globetrotters show up on Gilligan's Island? What was that about? How did they get there? I have no. And how did they get off? Yeah, and and yet still the the other seven of them are still stuck there. Like the Globetrotters came and went. They had a game on TV. I think Chick Hearn called they it. They came in a uniform. Chick, Chick Hearn, I believe, was Honestly, a part of that. Honestly, Chick Hearn called it? I think so, yes. <laughs> and yet, all of a sudden, eh, they're still there. Sorry, Gilligan. Take care, buddy. And you should did, know that. You, why, you shouldn't be asking me that. You should know that. Why did the skipper always beat him up? That wasn't cool. That was a bad deal for the skipper. <laughs> Not a Gilligan's Island guy. Where's Michael Thompson when you need oh, him? Oh, Michael would. Michael Thompson would, be all over would know what I'm getting into. All right, the Dodgers are in St. Louis. They're in a dogfight right now. And, Al, I got all sorts of problems with what's going on with the Dodgers right now. They, by the way, have happened in the last two hours. I'll explain. 1-1 right now, by the way. 1-1 and 0 to 10 million when it comes to good decisions being made. That's coming up. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.